Good morning, ladies. We're so glad that you're here with us today. And we want to welcome you to the Mark Challenge. This is our third week of being together. And my name is Angie Emma. And I'm here today with Cheryl Broderson and Jasmine Allnut. We're so excited to be with you today. And we want you to follow along as we study through God's Word and discuss the things that God has shown us. So today, we're going to be in Mark chapter 1. So grab your Bible. Open it up to Mark chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 21 and go through Mark 2.17. And the way we're doing it, if you haven't already been with us the last couple weeks, we're doing a Mark Challenge devotional, which is a devotional Bible study that Cheryl wrote. And it takes us through the whole book of Mark. And what we're doing to break it down is we're doing six lessons per week. And today we're going to talk about the six lessons that we've done this past week, which would be lessons 7 through 12. And so that's what we're going to be discussing today. So if you haven't already downloaded the lessons, you can do that on women.cccm.com and follow along with us with that. But if you haven't, just open up the Word to Mark chapter 1 and you can follow along in the Word with us. You did that so well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Did I didn't forget anything. Not even like a um or a. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of information too to cover. It is, it's right? I think you really should be good. Permanent announcement. Yeah, for me too. Because <laughs> I would have told like three stories, yeah. and we'd still <laughs> be going on. <laughs> well, did you want to read the scripture as we start? Or? Can we have Jasmine do it? Because I'll yeah. have to turn the page. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's always so hard for so me. So we're going to. And I don't that. have to. You're right. You don't have to. No. Yeah. I knew that. For continuity's sake. Yes. So we're starting out on day seven with verses 21 through 28, mm -hmm. yes? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught, and they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around the Galilee. Okay, such Ooh. a good passage. So the part we're looking at here is here Jesus is in the synagogue, teaching on the Sabbath, mm. and their response was they were astonished at that he taught yeah. as one having authority. And to me, the, the key thing I pulled out on that one was the authority of yes. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. No, go I, ahead. No. That's what stood out. Me too. <laughs> but I just thought, you know, I always like to say, when you get a big word like authority, I like to say, okay, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. And I always think it's so good to define a word like that, authority. And, you know, it's, it's power, it's prestige. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a commanding word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you have authority, you take over a situation. Yes. You know, I've got the authority here. So now I'm in charge. True. And so his words, um, were greater than any other words. They were like the ultimate word that set the standard. Mm. And I thought they, they'd never heard a word that had so much power that was greater than any other word they had ever heard. And, and yeah, and, and, and that actually made me think of what I, what stood out to me was the scribes were considered the authority up to that point, you know, like, oh, they yes. know the word. Right. But then when the living word comes yes. in, ooh, right? Like, <laughs> when the living word comes in, it's different. And I was thinking this morning, I was like, 
it's kind of like, because um, I'm a history teacher, and so, you know, for my Bible college classes, I have a textbook, and I can teach mm-hmm. that with some level of authority, but if the author of the book walked in, I'd have to stand aside. Like if Bruce Shelley, who wrote my textbook, if he walked in, I'd be like, we're going to let Bruce take over now because <laughs> he's the authority. He's the one who wrote it. And I was thinking of Jesus as like the author of life, and it's like... And the author of the book. The right? author of the book. Yeah, it's like, well, how could you not... Step aside and realize. And this whoa. is this is the synagogue where the this is where the scriptures were read every Sabbath. Mm, yeah. So right. they're reading the word he gave to his prophets. Crazy. Yes. Yeah. So yes. So stand aside. I like that. <laughs> I know. Stand That's aside. Jesus is here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what happened when they were in the synagogue? Okay. This part is interesting to me because this demon possessed man begins mm-hmm. to scream, just shout out, just. Mm. Interrupted, and I was thinking so many times, um, you'll be having like these really great meetings, like a Christian meeting, and somebody will be disruptive, and that's yeah. what happened here. And often we tend to think, "Oh, was the Lord not in it? What you know, what went wrong?" Mm. And it's no, what went right? Mm. You know, if it happened with Jesus, and I was thinking when when the Lord is present, we'll find that all through the Gospel of Mark. Whenever the Lord is present, the darkness is exposed. The demon in the crowd is exposed. The person who's got the demon, they can't help themselves. They have to come clean. And it's kind of like when the Lord is there, like that conviction that comes over you, like, I got to get rid of this. I got to come clean. Mm. And so here I just think the demon couldn't stay quiet. He couldn't. Mm. Jesus was there. He had to. And he was, he was compelled almost beyond something that, um, beyond himself to shout out. Because Jesus was there, the light had come, and wow. he, he couldn't stand it. And I was thinking, you know, there's so many people that are deceptive and shrouded in darkness, and you don't see it. But when the light comes, it exposes the darkness. Wow. So here's yeah. Jesus, and the demon has to, he exposes himself. Mm. Wow. That's excellent. And that just plays into our own hearts too. As we read God's word, the authority of God's word comes into our lives and brings that light into our lives. Yeah. One other thing I saw there too is just that this, the demon called out, O holy yeah. one of God. Yeah. yeah. And so he's yeah. professing this is a place where we're seeing that Jesus is God, the deity of Jesus. Okay. And yeah. also he says, Crazy. Did you come to destroy us? Mm hmm. And what I found mm. interesting about even that he said this is, yes, he did, but not the way you think. Mm-hmm. Like we're thinking he's going to come with like the Uzi, you know, like the one that kills demons yeah. like Ghostbusters or something. You're like, <laughs> yeah. And instead, the way Jesus is coming on the scene um, to destroy evil is by healing the brokenness, mm-hmm. you know, by love. Yeah. By compassion, this is his way to deal with the darkness. And I just thought, wow. You know, the Amen. demon doesn't know how the Son of God's going to do it. Like, he just Holy knows Amen. this is the end of me. God has come in the flesh to earth to redeem creation. My time is limited. I'm, it's over for me, but they don't know. And I was thinking about how Colossians chapter 2, mm. where he, the, his way of doing it was to go on the cross and take away the law of commandments that was against us, nailing it to the cross. Mm-hmm. And he did it publicly. And what does it say? Like uh, spoiling all principalities and powers. Wow. Like yeah. he didn't do it. Yes, I have come to destroy, but not right. the way you think. Boy, and even just how, yeah, the Jews even expected him to come in that way. Exactly. Come and destroy the Romans. Come yes. and destroy all these yes. earthly principalities yes. instead of, yes. you know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. really interesting. So it's I want to combine the last two questions too. Like, what is your impression of Jesus? Mm. 
And what is your takeaway? Because this is what I'm loving about the study of Mark is it's showing us Jesus. Mm -hmm. So today I see Jesus as the one with all authority. Yep. And isn't this a great way, like before you pray, mm -hmm. to, to contemplate who Jesus is? And mm -hmm. when we know who Jesus is, like we're going to get, you know, as we continue to talk, we're going to talk about the leper pretty soon. Mm -hmm. But we're going to see the compassion and the willingness of Jesus. And when you realize who Jesus is when you pray, mm. you're praying with more like, it's so done. Yeah. yeah. God's so going to work and he's going to do the best thing. Whatever he does is going to be the best thing yes. because we know Jesus. And I just mm -hmm. find, you know, I like to start my mornings. I pray for the Holy Spirit to, you know, increase my understanding and to mm -hmm. come into. But yeah. then I go to the work. And then it's after the word that my prayer time becomes so rich yeah. because I know who I'm praying to. Yes. And even just, yeah, even just thinking about knowing his authority here, it made me be like, man, I think like, I don't want to take his word lightly because mm -hmm. there is so much power in it. And I was even thinking about the fact that, you know, Isaiah 53 says that he had no form or comeliness. Like yeah. it wasn't so much Jesus appearance or anything outwardly. It was that the power of that word that he gave was just, it, it was just so strong. Mm. Okay. So this really elevates his word, yeah. you know? And that goes along with like kind of my takeaway too, it, because I thought about how there's no exhibition. You know, yeah. there's some yes. of those Jesus movies when, when Jesus is doing something. You're kind of like, <laughs> and in this, it's just, he speaks to it like, like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stop it. And it's over. Simple. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's show. just that authority. Yes. He doesn't need a lot of words. He doesn't need any mm. gestures. Mm -hmm. He just needs to speak and they have to just comply. Yeah. And I thought about how I love the fact that there's no exhibition. Mm. There's no ritual. Mm -hmm. There's no like, look at me, I'm casting out a demon. It's just yeah. so simple, powerful. He doesn't give too much attention to the demon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he, he just doesn't let the demon have any room. It's like, mm -hmm. no, yeah. you're not here. We're yeah. not going to give you that much attention. You're out. I'm in. Done. And move on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love it. So good. And then just what I thought too is his growing authority yes. led to growing opposition. So yes. we're going to see that. Let's Ooh. move into the next day as we see that coming into play. So yes, I can. Okay, if you, if you need me Mark to, I'll play. 29 through 34, right moving on now, to day eight. I wanted to say this too. I decided to do this devotion with uh, a Christian standard Bible, which I really, really love. Mm. And I think sometimes it's really good just to mix up the translation. Mm -hmm. Like if you're used to New King James to do it with um, an NLT mm -hmm. or an NIV, or, you know, if you love the in, um, New King James or the Old King James, mm -hmm. uh, just it's something different than what you usually use. I and agree. I was saying I'm using the NASB <laughs> this year in my private devotions, but what were you reading from? No, I just use New King James. Okay. But I love New American Standard. I have one at home. I should probably pull that guy out. And, but yeah. I just think it's kind mm -hmm. of like good to just be, just for something like this. In my other Bible mm -hmm. study, I good. do something different. When I teach, I usually use New King James. But I just like kind of coming at it from a different way. Yeah, you know fresh. what I've heard people say too is sometimes when you have your Bible that you use all the time, you have all of your highlights and your yes. notes and things. Yes. And sometimes it distracts your mind it does. and you go straight it actually to the does. thing you already yeah. know. And so if you start with a fresh Bible that is a different translation, it's like it opens it up where you can see things differently. And I like to, yeah, you know, sometimes you'll hear something that you've, um, you'll hear a preacher preach on something that you've read and you're like, I right. never saw that. Mm -hmm. But I want that in my private devotions. 
I want to always be fresh and renew. I was reading this one in my um, personal devotions in Colossians chapter 3. And it was talking about, and because I was in the NASB, it was talking about the constant regeneration that we receive by the knowledge of God. Mm. So we're constantly being renewed by this knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I want that to be my experience when I come to the Word. Another thing before I read, I wanted to say too that one of the things that I find with the, the Mark Challenge, and these are just really simple questions, but I found it's just enough to take me deeper than a cursory reading. And yeah, I agree. like I was saying earlier, like I read this over and then I went to it and found that as I was having to answer questions, I was looking at it in so much of a deeper way. And that's why we did yep. the Mark Challenge. Yeah. Just to like, because you can read it over cursory, but you're going to miss so much. It, it makes you pause. It does. It, mm-hmm. it, that actually, I totally agree. Because when I read over the passage at the beginning, I'm like, okay. Like, I, what am I going to find I out of this? No, And then all of a sudden I have all this stuff. It's like, where did that come from? So yeah. Exactly. Because you're like, okay, <laughs> demon, authority. All right. And then when you're writing it down, you're like, oh my, authority. Yep. You know? Yes. And even prophetic. Like, yes. you see, this is speaking that he is the Messiah. That's right. That yes. That's right. see with a cursory That's right. Yep, exactly. Okay, so I promise to read now. Mark yeah. one twenty nine through 34. Okay. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went into Simon and Andrew's house with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law was lying in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he went to her, took her by the hand, and raised her up. The fever left her, and she began to serve them. When evening came, after the sun had set, I'm sorry, I just think of this as night of the zombies. They brought to him (laughs) all who were sick and Mm demon-possessed. The whole town was assembled at the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and drove out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. No, I'm just thinking about Walking Dead. Thank you for that. I'm <laughs> yeah. just but I mean, can you imagine like the, the you know the knock at the door? Totally, and, and yeah. it's like it's like uh, quite I mean, a few demon possessed mud- people. You because know, like yeah. when you see those crazies, you walk on the other side of the street, and now all the crazies are totally. at Peter's front door. And did Peter's all mother not answer the door? Like, yeah. ah, you know, <laughs> I just got healed. Do I have to deal with this? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Anyway, we'll let you lead, Angie, because you know what we can do. We're we're kind of rabbit trailing already. (laughs) But that's the story here. He goes into Peter's house. His mother-in-law is sick with a fever, and Jesus takes her, lifts her up, and heals her. And then that's when this night of the zombies happens. The whole city, it says, comes and gathers at their door, and the demon-possessed or are brought before them. And so what ministers to you about Jesus' response? First of all, I want to say the fact that he would be um, willing to go and take the mother-in-law. She would have been the least important person in that house. Really? Mm. Because she's not Andrew and Peter's mom. She's Peter's mother-in-law, oh, that's true. which means she probably was widowed and brought into that house mm-hmm. because Simon, uh, what they would do is you'd have like one house that would probably be your parents' house. And the fact that Andrew and Peter both lived there, right. it was probably their father and mother's house. Okay. And then you would build a room every time somebody got married, they would have their mm-hmm. own little section. And the fact that she's brought in hmm. and she's, hmm. she's not of any earthly good right now. She's like a... She can't even serve a dependent. She can't even serve. Right. She's a dependent. Mm-hmm. And a dependent in those days was considered a liability. Mm-hmm. So she's a liability to Peter. Mm-hmm. He's having another mouth to feed. And they tell Jesus. And Jesus doesn't just like, oh, let her be healed. Yeah. This personal going to her and saying, you're important to me. Yeah. And not just like speaking a word, but going to her 
taking her by the hand. Right. And, you know, uh, talk about what is it. You know, a lot of times older people feel neglected. Mm -hmm. And they feel like, you know, they're just so irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And Jesus yeah. brings this relevancy to this older woman who's, you know, the dependent. And he says, you're important to me. And takes her by the hand. The, mm -hmm. Not only the personal interaction, but the, the touch. The yeah. holding the hand. And not only was she an in-law, she was the, the, a woman. A woman. So that might have even mm -hmm. made all of it that. even more. Yeah. All of that. Blows up the meaning of this. Of yeah. Just That's that really cool. compassion that Jesus had. The depth mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, too, as women who are aging, and, you know, when you're not 16 or 17, when you are 60, and <laughs> to know that Jesus mm -hmm. still loves me. Yes. You know, it doesn't matter to him that, you know, the age or that. He'll still come. Mm, and take me by the hand. You know, it's like, no, I'm, I'm just so here sweet. to heal the young because they've got the energy level. But mm. what a healing. Yeah. What a healing that immediately yeah. she can serve. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Totally. And she was probably feeling like, I am no good to anybody. I'm a dependent. Yeah. I'm worthless. And immediately from the touch of Jesus, not only does she rise up, but she can serve. She becomes a value in that home yes. from the touch of mm. Jesus. Interesting. So cool. I love that. I think it's an old lady perspective. It's a 16 year old perspective <laughs> it's a on the mother in law. Yes, it really is. I know. I never really thought about that mm -hmm. as much because I always noticed the fact that she served them. And yes. I thought, that's remarkable. Yes. It's just like you said, just rallied and was able to go do mm -hmm. that. But, we'll oh, go ahead. Oh, no. But then even moving into like a. Just the, you know, all the people that come as well. Right. Like, not only was Jesus compassionate and bringing her in, but I thought, like, wow, how accessible he was. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's just chilling, at, just here at this house. And I might be wrong, but I remember when I went to Capernaum, when I went to Israel, which was amazing. Um, you know, there's, I, they think they know where Peter's house was, right? And it's mm -hmm. like pretty much right across the street from the synagogue. It's just like right there. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not like off in the distance or yeah. anything. No. And he was just willing to be there in that place where a lot of people would show up and, and find him. Yes. That's so. one thing I think that I found astounding is how narrow the streets were in yeah. those days between the houses. It was so, I mean, yeah. we're like, oh, zero lot line. You know, there's not enough room <laughs> between me and my neighbors when yeah. we're looking in <laughs> California for our houses. And they, the streets were so tiny. So mm -hmm. when Jesus is pressed in these streets, oh, we're talking that the streets are like maybe two feet yeah. wide between the houses. And he didn't turn anyone away. No. no. So I know. when you were talking about his mother-in-law being the servant, I had looked up the word healer. Yes. And this surprised me. One of the definitions of that word um, heal is to serve. Mm. Mm. And you see this in Jesus being wow. our healer. He's serving us. Like Absolutely. He didn't That's turn really anyone cool. away. Absolutely. I remember when wow. he said, you know, I am among you as one who serves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wait, know? Isn't that in Mark? There's something, be. well, anyway, there's some, that's one of the key things about I think that is the yeah, key of yeah, Mark. So. But I am among you as one who mm -hmm. serves. Mm -hmm. And and again, I was thinking, like, what is it when he answers our prayer? Isn't that he's still serving us? Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that God would obligate himself to us, mm. you know, through Jesus Christ yeah. to answer our prayers. Mm. Mm. And yeah. that is like amazing. Mm -hmm. No wonder David said, who am I? Anyway, okay. Yeah, no, totally. No, and I was even just thinking, like, 
you know, sorry to be a history nerd, but love I'm it. just we'll thinking about like the, the worst thing the church has ever done in history is to make Jesus less accessible. Yes. Every time, yes. you know, like in the Middle Ages, yes. you know, when the church said, uh, no, he's back yes. here, you have to come through us. Yes. And it's like, that is so not how he was. Right. I mean, at And all. even saying you can't read the word. Yes, yes. all of that. Yeah, okay. putting that wall. I mean, Jesus would never do that as yeah. we see. I'm reading I mean, the best book right now. It's actually on Audible. I'm making, and Brian and I were listening to it in this long car ride. It's called Trial and triumph hmm. and it's it's a history of the church but it's just hmm. his father wrote it for his son his last name is I think Hanukkah hmm. but he wrote it for his son because he wanted to know how valuable it is that we get the word of God yes. and all the people that lived and died that we could have the word of God hmm. and it's like that like even you know at times it was the church that was keeping the word of God Mm. Like we know Jesus and you have to know Jesus through us. Yes. We know the word. And if you want to know the word, you have to right. know it through us. And we're only going to speak in Latin. So you'll never know it really. Yeah. You know, and yeah. just the fact of, of translating the word, it's like amazing. Oh yeah. yeah and I even just like what we're doing here yes, now, sorry. just talking no, about, no, I'm stimulating. <laughs> go ahead, Angie. Talking about God's word and studying Mark, just how there's this simplicity of it. Yes. Like we talked about last week, mm -hmm. but yet, the, the depth and the healing and the just how profound it is. Yeah, even the fact that you looked that, that, that word up to see yeah. the fuller meaning of it, it's like, wow. But isn't that so cool that when you look, it, there's a scripture in Psalms that says, every word of God is proven. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's totally true. It's, mm -hmm. it's already been tested. So, and yes. it's genuine. So but you think about like, sometimes when you look up a word in Strong's, it's like mm -hmm. explodes. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, it doesn't get less than, it gets more than you're like, wow. Mm. I mean, that's how yeah. rich the Word of God is. Mm. And that's a actually a great recommendation to anyone like study, like go look it up in, yes. in the concordance on Blue Letter mm -hmm. Bible or some other app. And yeah. just, mm -hmm. it really does. I love that. Yeah. So just to close off this day, mm. um, if you have a takeaway or how you were personally blessed by Jesus. Honestly, when I read this, I'm like, this is so short, I'm not going to have much. I know, again, like going, wow, I have so much because I, I can't even tell you all the times. Four I, questions. You know, obviously, I wrote this, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just You're thinking like, like some questions, but this was like I did this, what, three years ago, mm -hmm. just writing questions because mm -hmm. I just wanted people to learn how to meditate on the Word yep. of God. Yeah. Just simple. Like you can ask yourself just simple questions like this mm -hmm. and it will bring it um, so much home. Mm -hmm. And again, the willingness, and we're going to get this again, the willingness uh -huh. of Jesus to yes. heal. Mm -hmm. And he goes out to them. Mm -hmm. And kind of something you mentioned earlier too, that, that he sees and cares about the need. Like, um, mm -hmm. you know, we had our, with, with Joyful Life, we had our leader appreciation mm -hmm. last week. And that was something, it was interesting because we just studied the book of Genesis mm -hmm. and we had everybody share like a favorite verse and several people um, cited, what was it? I think I wrote it down. Genesis 16, 13, where uh, with, oh gosh, what, Hagar, when um, oh, yes. she says, you are the God who, who sees. sees. Yes. And I wouldn't have thought that that would be like a main verse or a main takeaway from Genesis for people, but that was repeated several times. And I was like, wow, that's something that resonates, I think. I mean, anytime I think about that, just mm -hmm. that simple fact that God sees, it's like, okay, he knows, but he's aware. Yes, but, yeah. but you know, it's one thing just to see and mm. just to observe and mm. stand back. That's true, that's but true. But don't you love the fact, because he saw. He, he did something. Yes. Yep, yep. You know, because I've observed things before and thought, don't get involved, stay back. Totally. But yeah. God, when he sees, he's compelled um, to help. Um, yes. I was thinking too that, you know, I've known people that you have to catch at just the right moment. 
Mm. And at the right time, like I had this friend of mine, she's like, well, my husband comes home from work. I'm not allowed to talk to him for 30 minutes because mm. he has to like kind of decompress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I can, you know, talk to him about, you know, what I need him to do or that. And I thought, Jesus isn't like mm. that. Mm. He's not like, I've got to decompress. I need a minute. I need my own time. Right. You know? But we will get to his yeah. time. Oh, right, <laughs> and right. we're going to see that too. So moving on to day nine, Mark mm. 135 through 39. Should I read this? Yes. Do okay. it. So Mark 1, 35 through 39. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And when they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. (laughs) But he said to them, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose, I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all the Galilee and casting out demons. Mm. So what did Jesus do very early? This was my favorite day. Really? I love this. Mm -hmm. Deserted place alone to pray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was the very first thing he and did. And it was right? an example to me, too, again, to start every morning and mm-hmm. every day. But I thought about how he prayed. I, I really think, I was thinking about Romans 12.1. Um, I beseech you, brother, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and mm-hmm. acceptable. And you're putting, put that together with the Lord's Prayer, not my will. Um, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done mm. on earth as it is in heaven. And just that thought of that presentation of my body, Lord, mm-hmm. um, even as it says, I think it's in Romans 6, like yield your ins- your body as instruments to God. Like mm. use my hands today. Yeah. Use my, and I believe that Jesus was having this communication with his father mm. and saying, all right, Lord, whatever you want today. Because he said, I always do those things that please mm-hmm. my father. Like consecrating. Yeah, and that. Yeah. That morning consecration. Hmm. You know, he'd just been ministering all night. Right. And now he's like yeah. presenting himself to God, this time alone. But also to kind of decompress with God. Yeah. To process with God. Maybe to, he intercedes. Maybe he was talking about all those people he healed mm-hmm. and making mm-hmm. intercession for them, even in this time. You know, I, I like to think about what was the conversation? Because prayer is conversation. Yes. To- actually, and that's something that I was thinking about, about him like, just spending that time with the father and how he must have just so looked forward to that time. Mm. Cause um, I'm reading in Psalms right now, as I mentioned, I think last week. And uh, there were a couple of Psalms this week I read where it talked about how, uh, because you have made the Lord your yes. dwelling place. Yes. And I was thinking about the dwelling place idea and how that, that, you know, your dwelling place is where you let your hair down, where you feel at home relaxed, yes. you know, Same. and during the quarantine, everyone's yes. just wearing leggings and stuff all the time. You're just relaxed, right? And right. so, and no makeup. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, that's how Jesus felt about going to the Father. Like, ah, oh, I can just, you know, be, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I wasn't there, but obviously, I mean, and I'm also not God, but I was just thinking like how that must've been so like comfortable for him. He's in his, you know, right. he's united with, even though it's such a weird thing, the whole Trinity concept anyway, but I just thought like, man, just the unity and the oneness that they had. And and I, I was just thinking, man, I want to make the Lord my dwelling place more. Excellent. Obviously, I yes. can't do it to that level, but yes. uh, just to be that, just to know I'm at home here. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, again, John 15, abide in me. Yes. Yep. And yeah, that exactly. is 
the Abide Here. I think mm -hmm. you described it so well. Mm -hmm. and, and gee, this is your favorite day, so I can't wait yeah, to do it. Yeah, do it. No, no, I was just thinking, this just opened it up for me again, too, because I always think of prayer as like this responsibility, too, mm. that like, you know, you said, Jesus was up all night healing people. He didn't mm. start healing until the sun set, so you don't even know how late he was oh, gosh, doing this yeah. whole healing thing. Night. And then to wake up early, but like just listening to this discussion, you see this other thing. It wasn't this burden that he mm. had to come aside to pray, but it was this relationship that he has with the Father. And mm. we can have that same thing. That and you know, too, I think prayer, we almost make it too formalized mm -hmm. and then it becomes a duty and mm -hmm. a work exactly. instead of a yeah, response and a yeah. conversation. And you can tell you can tell by the way someone prays, not to judge prayer, but whether they've been in constant conversation because there's mm -hmm. just this natural flow to it. Like, yeah, this is my dad. We talk mm -hmm. like this all the time, you know? I never went, you know, hello, Chuck. How are you doing yeah. today? You know, it was Run just this through. natural yeah. boldness coming. And you, I think that's what Jesus is saying. Like, uh, children, mm. they just don't, they don't have any of these formalities. Yeah, yeah. They just come like, Daddy, 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 daddy. Like, they're going to steal the show. I was just with my grandchildren, and they don't have that formality. Mm -hmm. They're like, my grandparents adore me. I can interrupt. I can come in no matter what they're doing. They want me here. Boy, that's mm -hmm. true, yeah. And that's, I think that's that beautiful. the Lord wants that conversation and that constant flow mm. with Him. He wants to just come into our life and be a part of every part of our life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like the tabernacle, mm -hmm. that He wants to dwell among us. That's the name Emmanuel, God with us. Mm. And he wants to be part of our thoughts and our words and part of the conversation, you know, mm -hmm. like we talked about Malachi, I think it was last week, mm -hmm. that God's listening. And he wants to like, can I join your conversation? And I think yeah. about mm -hmm. how in Luke 24, he joined himself to them. Yes, to the while conversation. they were walking. Yeah. Yep, mm -hmm. just came in on it. I was actually, I was just reminded, I think uh, Brian said this a few weeks ago, like you guys were just sitting doing your devotions around the table and you just started praying. Yeah. But that's kind of like, that's he kind of the same just, thing to oh, me. Oh, okay, okay. He just he wanted to give you a hard time. <laughs> yes, he no, did. No, but I mean, but that's kind of, I mean, it's like, well, we're just bringing the Lord into this. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, it's not weird. It's just a conversation if that's I ongoing. If I hurt myself when I was a child, if I hurt myself, my dad would grab me up and pick me up and he'd be praying. Mm. Even as he was coming to me, even as he picked yeah. me up. And my mom would be praying too, like, oh, help, Jesus, oh, help. And you're like, is that a prayer? Is that an exclamation? You realize, yeah. no, she's in prayer. But it was like, I was telling someone, it was so natural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was our just the response to any situation. You just start praying yeah, immediately. Does that. Yeah. And you kind of didn't know, like, oh, we're praying. Because mm -hmm. we make it like, oh, close your eyes, fold your hands. Right. You know, maybe Sunday school, bow your head. And really prayer is eyes wide open, running towards mm. Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, or scooping up that child mm. or pouring yourself that cup of coffee, just like, Lord, this day is yours, yeah. you mm -hmm. know? Well, and then we see too, when the disciples came to him, yes. he had his marching orders. Yes. They were like, let's yes. stay That's here. That's true. But yeah. he knew where he was supposed to go, that he wasn't supposed to stay there. That's a great point. This yeah. is also like, um, just to bring up kind of something that we don't realize when we come to the word of God. Mm-hmm is that like, we're like, well, why is Mark's gospel different than Luke's gospel? Or mm -hmm. why does Matthew have Jesus on the mountains and Luke has him on the plane? And he's kind of saying the same thing. Mm. And it's because there was no television. There was no radio. Um, there was no newspaper. Right. Because things, mm -hmm. parchment was too expensive in those days. So you had um, like a circuit writer, a prophet mm. would give that message 
the same message in different places. But depending on the people that he was speaking to, it would be formulated for them. So it would be like a little different. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Each place that he taught it. You yeah. know, my dad has a sermon that he would do. I've probably heard him do it like, oh, 50 times. Yeah. And it would be, keep yourself in the love of God from Jude. Mm. So when we were traveling and he'd be asked to speak, he'd be like, turn to Jude. Uh, and he would start this Bible study, keep yourself in the love of God. And it was always just slightly different. Right. But it was the same, basically mm-hmm. the same message. So Jesus is going to take what he's done in Capernaum, just that same message that he did in Capernaum in that synagogue. And he's going to take it to all the synagogues around Galilee mm-hmm. or even up into the Decapolis and the regions all around Galilee. And he's going to give that message. Mm-hmm. And that's why the disciples could record it so well mm-hmm. because they heard it so much. Mm-hmm. Like I could give you the Bible study, keep yourself in the love of God mm-hmm. because I'd heard it so much. Mm-hmm. And that's why they could record it. But why it's a little different because it's going to be paraphrased or it was, you know, Mark might have remembered it more from when he gave it in Capernaum mm-hmm. and Matthew might have remembered a little bit more from when he gave it in Magdala yeah. or Bethsaida. And so that's why, I mean, the gospels are all a little different. That's neat. And I love that point you brought out in the lesson that Jesus was not limited to one place or one people. How does that minister to you? I just thought of the Narnia Chronicles and Aslan is not a tame lion. Really, that's what I thought about. Like, he's not in a box. He's not going to do what we think he should do. And like you said, he was, he, the Lord, you know, in his time with the Father, he said, well, I've got to go to other villages now. I'm just Mm -hmm. branching out. I wrote a Years ago, I was walking at the conference center. I wrote this down here. I was walking at the conference center, and that's my prayer time um, because I'm kind of hyperactive. When I walk, I really get good prayer in. And I had been walking and just kind of lifting all my circumstances, all my children to the Lord, and I was walking, Murrieta, just around. And I came back, and I saw this older woman who had been walking, too. And I said, Mm -hmm. oh, you were walking. And she looks at me, she just said, yes, I was walking with Jesus. And I said, I was walking with Jesus too. And she goes, no, he was walking with me. What? And I just kind of stopped. And I said, oh, my Jesus is so big Mm -hmm. that he could walk with both of us at the same time. And I just thought, and I went, I put that here. My Jesus Mm -hmm. is so big that he wants to cover all people. Mm. He wants to reach out to everyone. Right. And he's so great that he can hear all our voices yes. mm-hmm. at one time and know the individual request. It's like somebody um, who listens to an orchestra who can tell you what the flutes, the trumpets, yeah. or the horns, I should say, and the piano. They can tell you what each one did in his symphony, even though each one you know, same song, mm-hmm. but a different, different sound, parts. and sometimes mm-hmm. different notes, right? Mm-hmm. And how it comes together, and how that is—that's how it is with God. He hears the individuals. Mm. Hard anyway. for our finite minds to understand yes. that and fathom that oh, that totally. He hears all of us when we pray. At but the same I think time. too, I never want to be like that woman. No, He yeah. was walking with me. So you just know? out of curiosity, Excuse too, you. just like talking about prayer, like your prayer life. Mm-hmm. I know some people like journal their prayers. Some people like write a list and then pray through the list. And like you said, some pe- you like to walk and pray. I like to vacuum and pray or do dishes <laughs> and pray. I, I love it. I do better praying out loud because it helps me stay on the train of thought yes. of the conversation instead of just like 
being really forgetful or very just like quick in my prayer. Mm. Yeah. So that works Sometimes for me. Sometimes I pray out loud when I'm walking, but then like when somebody comes along, I'm like, yeah, you don't want them to hear what you're praying. Yeah, yeah. totally. But yeah. I know somebody who walks with their little um, AirPod in their uh-huh. ear so they can talk like they're talking the Lord the and nobody thinks anything That's it. smart. I love yeah. that. That's a great idea. <laughs> yes. This has been actually kind of challenging for me, mm-hmm. like working from home and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. usually my best prayer time is when I'm driving here. Yes. Um, when I'm commuting. But that is and such so, a great time. It is. It's great. Mm-hmm. And you can talk. I do have to, I know what you mean. I can do it in my head sometimes, especially in the car, but there are times where I need to talk out loud because I, I do, I lose my train of thought so yep. easy and stuff. Yep. So I've had to be creative and find other ways mm-hmm. uh, to do my prayer time or go for a walk, you know, stuff like that. I but, had a certain yeah. path that I take. And at one point I was really going through a lot. It was really mm. a bad time. So I felt like I felt like most of my prayers were complaints, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, no one better to process those complaints yeah, than with the exactly. Lord. Mm-hmm. But when I got to these, there was one part where the path would turn pink and then it would go back to the asphalt and then turn pink again. And every time it came to the pink squares, I I felt like the Holy Spirit said, on the pink squares, you can only give me Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's good. That's great. Gratitude helps. And it really helped just to have to pause mm. and just thank the Lord for a uh-huh. time before going back to, mm. and this is wrong and this is wrong. Mm-hmm. But Lord, you, this was right and this is mm-hmm. so good and thank you for this. And just to incorporate that thanks, yeah. that thankful time in was like amazing. And I think that, I mean, and I'm not saying this is a complete structure, but I think mm-hmm. there is there is value to structure too. Like you said, make a list so you don't forget people that you want to pray right. for. Or like, okay, I'm going to just at this point do this. That's okay to do too. It helps me because yeah. I do, I will rabbit trail and lose, completely lose my train of thought or yeah. I'll start thinking about what I need to do that day if I don't kind of keep I a think, mental. I think the upshot of everything we've said though is that there's no one way yes. to pray. Exactly. Right. There's not that the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you individually. Mm. And what he leads you to do, he's working with our personalities. Yes, exactly. And, and really the, the objective is pray. Mm, yeah. And it's that relationship <laughs> like we've talked about. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so, I realized we're getting short okay. on time. I know. Sorry, Angie. Yes. I know. No, but is it that so good? I, I do mean, have that's a takeaway yes. on this day, too. Yes, just it. thinking that um, just being, prayer was the key to his ability. And just with this whole COVID homebound thing, mm. I thought, Jesus went away to solitude. And sometimes we confuse solitude with isolation. And there's a really big difference Mm, between isolation and solitude. And so, yeah, so this is what the Lord's been showing me. Like isolation is very self-focused. It's when we're just going away by ourselves. So good. And and then, yeah, it's all focused on ourselves and it leaves us open to the attacks of the enemy. And that destroys us and tears us down. It leaves us fearful. It leaves us depressed. This is like so good. (laughs) Okay, but then solitude (laughs) is what Jesus practiced. He made time to go away and be with Jesus. And the result of that was he got his marching orders. He had authority. He had strength for the day because he was going at Mm. a very fast pace. And, Mm. you know, sometimes we think, oh, I'm not supposed to be busy. But there's a difference. Jesus was busy, but he was never hurried. He never didn't have time. I know that's a double negative. He always had time for the people that God brought into his path. And, so true. and it was really from that um, isolation, I mean, the solitude, solitude that he had yeah. with God. And that's what equipped him for the ministry that God called him to. And so making that time for solitude with the Lord is just invaluable. Wow. So good. So, wow. All right. So that was my takeaway for today. Well, <laughs> so I love it. Moving on. Right. Jasmine, yes. do you want to read the next passage? 
Well, Angie, I'd love to. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so, great. 40 through 45. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and spread uh, the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places. And they came to him from every direction. This mm -hmm. was my favorite day. Really? There's so much here, right? This was right? the one I want to hear what you guys have to say about. Oh my goodness. So. Okay, first of all, Jesus' willingness. But that's yes. something mm -hmm. I've yeah. even taught on. Yeah. He's willing. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that we, we kind of come like, if you're willing. And totally. Jesus is like... I am Absolutely. willing. Yeah. I'm not the problem here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing. But it was the word moved with compassion. Mm. Here's a leper who's ready for rejection. Mm. You know, he's a leper. Mm. You know, people have seen him gone, Wah! Exactly. You know, you're supposed to be shouting. You Walk know. on the other side of the road. It's like queen. not wearing your mask. Right. Have you been yelled at for no, not wearing not your yet. mask? Surprisingly, <laughs> which is surprising. Yeah. I don't wear my mask so on. I've gotten yelled at. <laughs> Um, you know, I was just in these people like, put your mask on. Jeez. And you know, you're putting your mask on, even though you're outside. Or social distance. I've uh -huh. had a lot of that. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I'm 60, you're in your 50s. I'm the one at risk, not you. But anyway, um, I was just thinking about, they see a leper. Mm. And they're like, you know, unclean. You're not mm -hmm. supposed to be out in public. Keep your distance. Mm. So he's coming to Jesus like, I'm not sure how close you're going to let me be. Mm. And you're like, if you're willing, mm -hmm. if totally. you're willing, and yeah, Jesus good. not only says, I'm willing, he reaches Hushes out he with compassion. Him. And I was thinking, what is the compassion of Jesus like? And I thought, when that leper is coming mm -hmm. to Jesus, the compassion means he loves him thoroughly, as is. Mm. He accepts him thoroughly, as is. And he wants him mm. thoroughly. As, as is. is. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, mm -hmm. there's something about being with somebody, like, you know, your mom and dad, mm. who you know they love you thoroughly. Yes. They know all the things wrong with you, and yet you're still one of their favorite people. Yep. <laughs> and they just love you. And I thought that feeling of absolute acceptance and always being wanted and mm -hmm. thoroughly loved. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, we come into the Lord's presence as the leper. Lord, if you're willing... Mm. And the Lord, and what we're doing though, He thoroughly loves us. He thoroughly accepts us. He always wants us. Mm, like, man. and you know, I was like, we were with my grandchildren and I was thinking when I read this about how I thoroughly love my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. yeah. I always want my grandchildren and I love them as is, yeah. like completely. And I turned to my oldest grandson of that family, of Char's family, Judah, before I left. And I said, Judah, you know what I would change about you if I could change one thing? And he looks at me and he kind of has like, oh, no. and I said, nothing. And he's like, no, grandma, wouldn't you change this? Aww. And I'm like, no, Aww. I wouldn't. Well, would you change this about me? Because I kind of do. No, I wouldn't change Aww. that about you. I said, Judah, I love you so thoroughly and so completely, mm -hmm. just as you are. And I always want to be with you. Anytime I get to be with you, I want to mm -hmm. be with you. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm always excited when you call. You make my day whenever you enter the room. And I thought, that's how Jesus feels about us. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just did something in me. Mm -hmm. That to think that that's mm -hmm. I, I think we don't realize when we're dealing with Jesus, we are thoroughly 100 percent yes. loved all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel just like as if we there's are. nothing else we take away from today, if we can just rest in that truth, that is what we need today. We and need the word to know. compassion. True. Yeah. Not true. It's interesting that just triggered something that I didn't write down, but I was just thinking <laughs> like, no, but I was just thinking, um, I've had some, uh, some gals like pray over me maybe like a year ago, year or mm -hmm. two ago. And, um, they, they would just prayed like, just, we just want you to, you know, the Lord just wants you to know that he's pleased with you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that he accepts you. And I was kind of like, well, I know. Like that, honestly, in the moment, it didn't really mean a lot to me. But over the last several months, I'll have moments where I'm just like, God, I don't, there must be something I'm not, you know, doing mm -hmm. right. And that word has come back. I was like, wow, I really did need that word. I didn't think I did. Mm -hmm. But I just needed to know, like, he does, thrill, he is pleased, he loves me and is so, Pleased, you know, but that see, I'm his kid. I'm just, I'm just like, so. the, I, for me, I think, of course Jesus loves Jasmine. She's amazing. Well, yeah, you might think that, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course Jesus loves Angie. And you know, yeah, I think so sometimes I'm mm. so insensitive to the insecurities of others. Because mm. I look at that, like you guys, and think, oh gosh, mm -hmm. of course the Lord loves you. Yes. You're so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I and it almost makes me insensitive because I'm thinking, but why would he love me? <laughs> you know, yeah, I, mean, exactly. I can totally get that he loves you. Yeah. But same. when I bring mm. that compassion home, mm. that's good. And I have to sometimes bring that compassion home yes. before mm -hmm. I can can really be sensitive to your insecurities. Yes. Like, oh yeah. my goodness, I can't believe that you'd ever be insecure when you're such a wonderful mm -hmm. package. You know, and when I have to be like things, oh. All the things Jesus taught and like prayer, everything he's doing, bringing the disciples along, he's doing to teach us. Yes. And so this is something yes. we can learn to yes. be like that. Yes. Yes. Jesus exactly. yes. And that's why I wanted to say it to Judah because I wanted to put it into practice. I love like, it. You know? Good. Yes. So um, number two on here says, why do you suppose Jesus warned him? So what happened here was um, he healed the leper. He touched him, but then he warned him, don't tell anyone. So why do you think he said not to tell? Choices. Please go for it on okay. that one because I was just like, well, I, mean, I think Jesus didn't want to be pigeonholed as just a healer. Interesting. And I think he didn't want, mm -hmm. I, I, I could see like four or five different reasons. Mm -hmm. One, mm -hmm. not to make a spectacle. Mm -hmm. yes. Not to have yeah. a, a healing show. Yeah. And because they would have come to Jesus as just a healer. Mm. And he came as a savior. Yes, yep. and to preach the word. And also, if he sends him to the priest, all of a sudden it's verified. This mm -hmm. is a True. verified Miracle. This isn't just something I made up. This has been, it's almost like this has been notarized. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Spiritually yeah. notarized. Mm -hmm. So there's no, it's just actually verified. And also it's a witness to those in Jerusalem. Like, oh right. my goodness. True. And I'm thinking the, the laws about um, leprosy, you know, there's all these laws about, this is for the day of the leper on the day of his cleansing in Leviticus. Mm -hmm. These were laws that were never used. Yeah, no, You no, don't no. have anyone but Naaman in the Old Testament and Miriam being cleansed of leprosy. Right. Mm -hmm. That's it. And you know, Naaman is a Gentile, so he didn't go to the priest. Right. So the only one that probably ever used it was Miriam, right? Mm -hmm. And Aaron's like, okay, what, is, what are those directives again? Yeah. <laughs> now here's yeah. this part of the book that the pages are probably stuck or you know, hadn't yeah, been unrolled. The scroll hadn't the been. The scroll hadn't <laughs> been unrolled. And 
to have to the deliberation、mm. that it would take for the priest to go to those laws that were never used.、Mm. All that deliberation. Why they're doing this? They're like a leper has been cleansed, and only the Messiah would be able to do、mm. it.、That's、and、good. this Galilean has just done this. Yeah. And here's a witness that's undeniable,、mm-hmm. right there in Jerusalem. Right. I think that was the one thing I saw to explain that because I wasn't sure. Yeah, was that Jesus said this will be the witness、yes. when you go to them?、Yes. Not the, the witness won't be if you run out and just tell everybody right now,、mm-hmm. like you said, to get validated and verified by the police. Yes, good. And I thought mine, my takeaway on that was that、um, it could have been too just that he knew the heart need was salvation. And、mm. if people so many times get caught up in healers and they want to、yes. just follow the healing movement, but God was concerned about the whole person and their salvation. I'm thinking about、day. people、yeah. sometimes just want、mm-hmm. you know, like even when you have a rescue mission, people come for the food but、mm-hmm. not the message, right? Yeah. So moving on to the next day, and we'll try to. I think we can skip reading Mark one through twelve just for sake of time. Right. Okay. But this is the story where、um, Jesus comes into the house in Capernaum, which.、Mm. Um, interestingly, do you think this was Jesus's actual house? Because it says right there he was in the house. It, and this、um, another passage said it was like his hometown, and he just calls it the house. Well, Capernaum was his. I don't think it was his house because he says still, foxes have still Peter holes, and you know、right. others have you know places、mm-hmm. to. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So I don't think Jesus owned anything on earth or had, but but Capernaum was definitely his base of operation.、Mm. I have a feeling that Jesus went to different houses and stayed. That probably stayed with Peter and Andrew's house. Right. Probably right. stayed at Matthew's house because we're going to have、yeah. him on、mm-hmm. the next yeah. day. Yeah, that's true. In Matthew's house. So I think that he probably, and I think he did that. So no one disciple would feel superior to the、mm. others. Because、mm-hmm. you imagine, like, well, Jesus is—it's kind of like that woman. She, he walked with me, not you. Right. But if he's going from, yeah, if he's in these different houses, again, I think Jesus refused to be pigeonholed, for、yep. lack of a better、Condemn. word.、Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. You know, and I think what I see too with Mark is he's so different than what anyone thought he was going to be. Like you said earlier, they didn't expect this of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's so. Out of the box, but I love this story too. And so, so this, this story is, is、yeah. the house was so full that people couldn't even get in. And you're saying like the roads were like two feet wide of the、yeah. streets by the houses, so people are packed in the house like sardines, and they're like bursting out the door, so no one else can even get into where Jesus is. So these four friends take their paralytic、mm-hmm. friend and they open up the roof tiles and lower him down to yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And I love. So, what do you find remarkable about? Oh, so much.、Scene? Yeah, there's a lot here. Yeah. Yeah, but I was thinking too.、Um, Jesus doesn't rebuke them、mm-hmm. at all、mm. for their destructive ways. How dare ways, you? Yeah. At, or even、True. for interrupting the service. Totally. You know, there's no rebuke for that. Instead, he sees their faith.、Mm-hmm. And I was thinking sometimes we we're looking at the damage or the mess、mm. rather than the faith. And I remember during the hippie Boys, movement,、yeah. when people came, it was messy,、mm-hmm. and people were like, "Oh, I want a revival, but I want it to be very neat, and I want the, you know, the lines in the carpet to stay just really nice and、totally. right, and the carpet stay clean." Yes, and it's、yep. not going to be revival is messy because dirty people are getting saved,、mm. and I, you know, I think about that just like this was messy. This is dust. This、mm-hmm. is. But I was thinking they probably went to the back of the house where、mm-hmm. there were no crowds, and the lifting. I mean. How much effort they put into their desperation、mm-hmm. for their friend. For their、yeah. friend, they believed if they could just. 
get their friend any way, mm. whatever it took, they were going to get their friend to Jesus. Mm. And I think about like, are we that zealous to get those who don't know Jesus to Jesus? Yes. Yeah. You know, like if we could just get you to church, if we could just like say the scripture, if we could just get you in an encounter with right? Jesus. You know, because mm-hmm. this man, yeah. it doesn't say anything about his faith. Right, it talks about the faith of his right. friends. Right, and I and I love that. That's I think probably one of the Take common voice. takeaways mm-hmm. from this is just the power of intercession. Mm-hmm. And I know in my own life, when somebody, I have a couple of friends who I know pray for pray, pray for me or like regularly, and mm-hmm. I'm just like. Yeah, wow, you. you have, and they have faith for things in yes. my life that I don't yes. sometimes. Yes. Not that I don't have any at all, but I just need it encouraged. Mm-hmm. And they really, they're like, no, I believe God's going to work. For like, Nichols, really? <laughs> who did Moms in oh, Prayer. Oh, well, right? yeah, for she, Yeah, I know, but she, she had this Bible study I heard, and she said, just put your friends on the mat. And she said mm. sometimes she yeah. would spread like a, I think she said a beach towel or a towel, mm-hmm. and she would imagine her friends going mm. on that mat. Mm. And that she was lowering them down before Jesus. And yes. it's just like such a great visual, a great even especially mm. for children. Yeah. Like, let's pray and let's just Bring put mommy on the mat mm-hmm. or daddy on the mat and let's just pray for them. Fern and then is actually going to be on the radio with you today know, at 3 o'clock on Perspective. She's just like, hey, yeah. she's just a blesser. She oh, just, well. she has to bless everyone that she comes in contact with. Just mm. say something that just brings you just like, do you know Jesus just loved you. It, oh, yes. Such a great experience. And even like you said, the lost, bringing mm-hmm. the yeah. lost. Like, I mean, because sometimes that yes. helps me to pray yes. more fervently to think yeah. I might be the only person praying for them. I mean, who knows? I mean, this could be the only yeah. way, you know. So. I was kind of thinking like, we don't know what church is going to look like, right? But I was thinking mm. these guys were willing um, to do something that seemed kind of destructive. And if mm. it meant a fine, they were willing to do the repairs, whatever it took. Yeah to get people to Jesus. And yeah. I thought, mm. you know, so I was kind of thinking like, ah, the you know. Yeah. Well, one of the things that touched mm. me in this story is what he says when yes. he heals him yes. is your your sins are forgiven you. It yes. wasn't healing. That was his greatest need. Right. Yeah. And actually, I think this came back to me again because it was something that I think I might have even mentioned last week mm-hmm. about Jesus dealing with spiritual things first. I mean, just this mm-hmm. week I was looking on social media and people again were on there like Jesus would be a socialist yes. Jesus would follow this political party or that party it's like that is not who Jesus was or what he came for no. mm-hmm. he, because he, there he, were political parties in his day yes there were yeah. the zealots and there were the patriots and there were the scribes and there were the romans yeah. and there were the god fearers and there were yep, the right. sadducees and he did not join a political party. Yeah. He was Jesus. And remember when Joshua comes to him and says, are you on our side or with our enemies? He says, no. Yeah. He says, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> no, but I am. But I've come yeah. as the commander of the Lord's army. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, no. Yes. I've come as commander. But uh, something else that really got me, it's kind of along the lines of what you did and, and what you said is I thought about the intentionality of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like he says, I could have said it anyway, right? But I want you to know this and know it well, Mm. that the Son of Man has authority on earth Mm -hmm. to forgive sins. Yes. What I want for your takeaway Mm -hmm. from this day, this time, this experience Mm -hmm. of these men letting their friend down Mm. is I want all of you present, you from Judea, you from Jerusalem, all of you here to know I have authority yep. to forgive sins. And they're mm. like, but who but God? Right. I exactly. have that. God yep. authority to forgive sins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I think it's Tim Keller gives the example. If, if like you hit Angie, 
<laughs> and I say, I forgive you. I forgive you. It's like, Angie's like, well, what about me? I don't know you should be doing the forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> and really, all sin is against God. And right. only God has the authority to forgive all sin. Hmm. And That's Jesus great. is saying, I want you to know this. And I think in my own life, what I need to know is Jesus has the authority to forgive mm -hmm. my sin. Yes. He has the authority with God. What he did on the cross is the authority to forgive that sin. I can be forgiven today of everything mm -hmm. because Jesus has the authority. Yes, Amen. absolutely. So I love that because he could Amen. have said, yeah. pick up your bed and we would never right. know mm -hmm. how great the authority of Jesus mm -hmm. is. Yes, and but that was the greatest everyone. word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, but holistically, I think you might have mentioned this. He does, you know, he does bring healing yes. to the whole, but yes. it's to the whole person. Exactly. And he gets the first things first, yeah. spiritual. But that's the proof. Yes. He uses yes. that as the proof. The validation. Yes. The validation. Mm -hmm. that, that this is the validation that I do have it. Because if, if I didn't have that authority, this man would still be on his mat. Mm. But that you might know. Mm. I'm going to say this first. Yeah, because you'd never know whether that was true or not. If I say I forgive you, you don't know my heart. You yeah, know, did yeah, I really yeah. forgive you or not? Is it, are you really forgiven or not? Right. But the validation of what he said was when he picked up his mat. Now, again, think about people who can't walk. Mm -hmm, think mm -hmm. about how they have to go through physical therapy. Yeah. And they have to learn to walk again. It's a process. Right. Oh, man, yeah. And your, your muscles have a uh, atrophy. Yes, that word. <laughs> and you have to like, you have to get strength again and it's slowly but surely. Immediately this man, I mean, like, like mm -hmm. you said, the thorough healing. Mm -hmm. He's up and not only is he up, he can pick up yep, a mat. over, yep. Yes. He made him whole. Well, let's move on so to the last what day. What forgiveness? Oh yeah, totally. Yes, so I know. Good. So Whoops. day 12, <laughs> Mark 13 through 17. And the scene here is Jesus now went out by the sea. So now he's like in an open space because the houses are too small to contain the crowd that's following mm -hmm. him. And this is the part where he finds Levi and he says, follow me. So what do you think about that, that he's calling Levi? Okay, for mm. some reason, this was, this scene, I, you said, Cheryl, I noticed you close your eyes when you're thinking really hard. And this is one of the places where I closed my eyes. Mm. And I saw the tax collector booth. I've been, you know, to Israel, to Galilee. I highly recommend a trip to Israel to yes. anybody who can afford it. It's worth, it's worth your savings account. Mm -hmm. But I saw in my mind Levi looking longingly at the crowds like they get to hear Jesus. They get to follow him. But I'm working for the Romans. I'm rejected. I'm the least Jew. Nobody would want me. The Jews don't want me. Yeah. And I'll never be a Gentile fully. And nobody wants me. Mm. And he's sitting mm -hmm. there. And here's Jesus with these crowds. And then he starts to walk by and he turns and he looks at Matthew. He goes, follow me. And Matthew's like, oh, you know, just he leaves me. Everything. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But, but just like, follow me. Yeah, I saw you mm -hmm. and I want you. Mm -hmm. And Matthew's like, I'm all in. And then it's almost like, if Jesus wants me, what about all my friends? Mm -hmm. And he invites mm -hmm. everyone to his house, like all the sinners. All, there's a chance for you. There's mm -hmm. a chance for all of us. Here is like hope yeah. to the hopeless, mm -hmm. you know? I love it. And it was so undignified yes. to wow, everyone yeah. in the religious world that yes. he would eat with sinners. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you think like the the because Jesus was just with a bunch of people and then mm -hmm. he chooses Matthew? Do you think it was kind of like well, what came to mind to me was Second uh, Chronicles. 16, when it says the eyes of the Lord are looking for those whose hearts are loyal to him. Do you think that Jesus just saw in him like something? You know, I've something always, or, when I go mm, to the Gospels, I don't know. 
When I go to the Gospels, what I see, you know, when Jesus says, your faith has made you whole, I'm always like, why would he say that? Why? I think one of the things, one of the questions we're afraid to ask when we come to the Word of God is why? Mm. And yet I think why is one of the greatest questions to stimulate our meditation and invite the Holy Spirit into our Bible time. Right, yeah. And so I like to ask why. Mm -hmm. And so faith is a big subject, and I, I believe, because he turns around and he says, who touched me? When, mm, when, yeah, the with woman. The, yeah. the woman, the we'll woman. get that in a couple mm -hmm. weeks. But he felt the touch of faith. Mm. That I believe faith, yes. That he saw faith. He was there attracted was to there. faith. Mm. That there's this um, connection to faith. Mm. That totally. there's this receptivity. That faith touched him. Faith reached him like nothing else. Mm, totally. That it was like faith. Hmm. And, um, That's what Jesus marveled at in people. Yes. The only thing he marveled at yeah, was, and, wow. And he marveled at their unbelief. Their well, that lack too, of yeah. faith. <laughs> faith yeah. You know, right. Yeah. But that faith has this, when we believe, we open up ourselves mm. to the work of God. But faith is not just believing that God's going to do this thing that I'm asking him, but that God's going to do the best thing mm. possible mm. with this thing that I'm giving him. Mm. You know, faith is not to accomplish my will. Exactly. But faith is to say, I so trust you with this issue right. that whatever you do with is this thing that I'm giving you mm. is the best thing that could possibly happen. Yes. Amen. And it makes me think of that verse, faith Amen. comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so as we grow to know Romans God, mm -hmm. then our faith grows naturally. Like we're dependent on him because we know him. And it's mm. all about that relationship. Yeah. Right. And we know how trust. good yeah. it's going to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. That he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above yes. all that we ask or think. Mm -hmm. He's going to do it. As Tim Keller says, God answers our prayers um, in the way we we would have prayed had we known yes. what, yes. He, yes. what yes. he knows. All he knows. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I love that. And so I'm just thinking the things we've talked about today, God has authority. He, Jesus, I mean, has authority. He was the healer. He was mm -hmm. the lover. He was the friend of sinners yeah. in this passage here. And just all of these things we're seeing, we're getting a fuller picture of who he is. And yes. also yeah. going back to one of our first points, which we see here again, mm -hmm. that Jesus does not do things the socialist way. Mm -hmm. Yep, <laughs> the conservative way, or the religious way, the religious yeah. way, yeah. the predictable way. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. here he is sitting down with sinners. Right, he's like the son of God. He's always clean. He's mm. always doing the things that please bless the father, the father yep. please the father. This is the one that God said, "This is this is my son in whom I thoroughly delight." Mm -hmm. And yet he's eating with mm -hmm. tax collectors and sinners, and mm -hmm. he says, "Because they're sick." And they need the heavenly doctor. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this is not something that we would, if we were writing down the description of the Messiah, would no. we say right yeah. with sinners and publicans, no. tax collectors? <laughs> no. Messy. And that's why we can't yeah. put Jesus in a political group mm -hmm. because he's, he's no. <laughs> yeah. Just like the, mm -hmm. no, nope. are you on my side? Years ago, um, I wasn't there, but I read this thing about Abraham Lincoln that somebody came to him and uh, a reporter asked, um, you know, President Lincoln, is God on your side? Oh, yeah, the North or the South. Yes, yeah. and he said, that's not the issue. He said, the issue is, are we on God's side? Yes, I read that. That's so great. Good. I love that. 
Another thing with Matthew too is his name is Levi and yes. you see him associating with the Romans and so he like felt like an outcast but then Jesus immediately changes his name to Matthew instead mm. of Levi. Mm. And doesn't Matthew mean gift of God? I think so. Mm. I wrote down blessing of God, yes. same kind of thing. Yes, sweet. So, Accepting him, yeah. bringing him in. That's so cool. Do you guys have any other takeaways before we wrap up today? I think we, yeah, I think that covers it. If you get us started, it might not end. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Don't open that door. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. All right, we'll wrap up then, and then we'll close in prayer in a minute. But we just, we hope that today, this time that we've spent looking at who Jesus is and following his example as he leads the disciples, as mm. he walks about touching the untouchable, being the friend of sinners and mm -hmm. loving with such compassion. That is our Jesus and he loves you exactly the same. Yeah. So I hope that you've been encouraged today and I hope that it just encourages you to dig more into scripture to see who this Jesus is. And so next week we're gonna talk about uh, days 13 through 18 in this study through Mark. We're gonna look at Mark chapter 2, 18 through, so picking up where we left off right now through uh, chapter three, verse 30. So we hope that you'll join us. And if you'd like to watch archives from the past weeks, you can find those on a link on women.cccm.com. And we're so glad that you joined us today. And Jasmine, would you close us in prayer? Sure. <laughs> Lord, uh, we just thank you so much uh, that kind of like what Angie was saying, that as we, as we get to know you better, know Jesus, who you are, then like we are able to trust you and have that faith and confidence, Lord, uh, that we can bring everything to Jesus. We can bring everything to you and you will do the absolute best with them, like Cheryl said. So Lord, we do, we just wanna present right now all those things, Lord, in our lives, God, uh, that maybe we're not sure about or worried about or burdens we carry, Lord. We wanna lay all those at your feet, Lord Jesus, and give them to you in confidence that you will do the very best with them. We thank you so much, Lord. We ask you would continue through this today to expand our vision of you, our understanding of who you are, uh, your kindness, your love, your compassion, your accessibility, all of those things, Lord. Would you just continue to grow um, us in our knowledge of you so that it would spill over into every area of our lives? We love you. We thank you so much for the power of your word and the authority that you bring it with, Jesus, in your name. Amen.